Good morning, Texas Values friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Texas Values Report. Whether you're listening to our Facebook Live or on the Saturday radio, we hope that you're having a good weekend. Today we have a very special treat. We have Lori DeVillas, a local Austin hero. She is the executive director and president of the Trotter House, which is a pregnancy center here in Austin that does great work for young women in Austin. Lori, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here with you all today. Absolutely. So let me tell you a little bit about Lori. She began her career path, you know, serving pregnancy centers in 1992 uh, from her first position, which provided her the medical training and the leadership to open a pregnancy center in a maternity home. And she advanced to becoming president of a national group, an Austin, Texas-based organization that assists women's pregnancy resource centers. She has had a heart for the 100,000-plus students of the University of Texas um, shortly after she moved here in 1997, and her vision for a pregnancy center adjacent to the UT campus was realized in January of 2005 when she started the Trotter House. In March of that year, Lori DeVillis became the executive director of that facility and has planted 12 more pregnancy resource centers in the Austin area to date, as well as mobile pregnancy centers. Uh, she has been awarded the Texas Business Woman of the Year Award and given the Women's Chamber of Commerce of Texas Award also. She is a great public speaker. She does training and she is a coach for these issues and she has officially been certified with the John Maxwell team. Lori has received numerous awards for her great work for the young women in Austin going through um, pregnancy and, you know, different issues uh, through the pro-life movement, and we're just so thankful to have her today. So, Lori, can you tell our listeners a bit about the Trotter House and why you chose the particular location where it is um, close to the UT campus and the work you do there? Absolutely. I moved to Austin in uh, 1997. I got here as fast as I can. (laughs) Uh, I uh, originally am from Indiana. And my first question when I moved to Austin was, where is the pregnancy center by the University of Texas? Hmm. And everyone I spoke to at that time, and I would encourage anyone, if you have a dream and people tell you that dream will never happen, don't give up on your dream. Because that's what happened to me as I shared my dream to area leaders and pastors at the time. Uh, The climate has really changed since then. But at that time, What I heard was, you'll never get by UT, so go uh, into East Austin. There's a need there, and there is a need there, but my heart was the university. Uh, 50,000 students at UT, but also Austin Community College just down the street, uh, St. Edwards University, Houston Tillotson University. That location uh, is, is just prime for university students, and there was no pregnancy center And there were five abortion facilities at the time surrounding the campus. And so um, I just asked, where is the church? What are we doing about offering alternatives to this issue? And when no one would listen to me, I quit talking to people. And I started, I took a friend of mine, and every Monday from 12 to 1230, we would go and pray. And we would ask God, would you raise up a pregnancy center? And we did that for seven years. We didn't miss a Monday. We went down and prayed. And 
in the seventh year, a new pastor, two new pastors actually came to town, and uh, I went to visit with them. And instead of saying that'll never happen, they said, how much would it cost? And when I told them, within three, 40, 52 days, so two months actually, a little less than, um, we were open. Oh, wow. Uh, the funding was there, all the resources were there, and everything fell into place. And like you, you shared there, we have now opened 12 other locations uh, in the surrounding, Austin surrounding area during, in these last 20 years. Uh, so we have seen a change in the culture. And we, we prayed for godly leadership at the Capitol, that people would be positioned there to stand for our values. And we've seen changes there as well. So I'm excited. What does Trotter House do? All of our services are free of charge. Uh, we don't receive any government funding. We are totally community supported. And uh, our services are uh, pregnancy testing. If they think they're pregnant, they can come in for a pregnancy test. If they find themselves pregnant, uh, we can give them a proof of pregnancy to a form to sign up for insurance. We can perform a sonogram to confirm pregnancy. Uh, we have a full life skills program now, so we assign mentors to our clients that really help them from the point when they come in, whatever that crisis might be, to fully sustaining themselves with finishing education, finding good jobs, finding good housing, finding good schools for their children, uh, safe places to live. And we go even deeper with our Trotter Helps and coming alongside to further them if they need financial assistance in specific areas. Uh, we have abortion recovery. Many of our clients have already been through an abortion. So helping with that healing process. Um, and we have professional counselors now. We have four professional counselors at our facility. So anyone involved in our life skills program are offered time with a professional counselor for f further help with their needs. Wow, that's amazing. And for those of you turning in on the phone, I have Lori DeVilla. She's the executive director and founder of the Trotter House here in Austin, which has several uh, locations and mobile pregnancy centers, and she's doing great work. So another rebuke we hear uh, to the pro-life movement is that we don't care for the mo mothers, just the babies. That's what a lot of people who are, you know, pro-abortion will say. Uh, but we know that's not true. And the work that you do that you've already kind of mentioned um, actually work with the mothers on many factors. So you talked about some of the classes that you offer to mothers. Um, you know, talk a little bit more about those, you know, teaching them how to be a mother and then teaching them how to, you know, excel in life. Yes. Uh, and uh, actually helping families. We have some yeah. dads in our program. Uh it, it's meeting with them, finding out what their needs are. So it's not just a generic program where you got to go from class one to class 10, whatever. It is where are we today and where do we want to be, say, even three months from today? We don't even go a year. It's just let's, let's start with what we can handle. Mm -hmm. And we develop a life plan specifically for them. And uh, so if it's I'm living in my car, I need a place to live, then we start with, well, what available housing is, is there? And how can we, as an advocate from Trotter House, go with you and meet with the people that help with housing? And we've really learned that when we go with the client to help in whatever specific area it is, it makes a difference than just referring them there on their own. When we show up and we meet with an apartment manager and we say, 
We are advocating for this client. We're from Trotter House. We're here helping them work their life plan. It puts them in front of the line. It helps the, the manager then knows that there's a solid help behind them and that, you know, whatever risk they might take to help, that we're going to stand behind that. So it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, so uh, we have a clothing boutique. And so what we're doing as we, they learn uh, and they develop their life plan, they're earning points. And they're learning how to develop a budget for themselves and their family in a safe environment. So they can decide, they can learn what is a need and what is a want. What is something that I need right now that I need to use my points or money for? And what is it something I can plan for, something I can actually save for? Many of our clients have never been told they can have a savings account. And now being in our life skills program, they've actually opened savings accounts. And they're starting to feel more empowered and more confident and competent that they can do it. One of our clients went from just house cleaning uh, when her husband, she left, he left her and four children. And she came in and she's part of our life skills program, had just had her baby. And we helped her go from not knowing sure how much money she'd make depending on how many houses she cleaned to being fully employed with a hotel doing housekeeping and moving up getting more and more benefits and having a controlled schedule yeah yeah that's amazing i mean i was even talking at a meeting with uh, one of your life skills teachers uh, deidre and just you know how important it is, you know, not just to help them in the moment when they find out that they're pregnant, but helping these women, you know, create a better future for themselves and even for, you know, the babies that they give birth to. And I think your center does a really good job at that. Yeah, we think that's really important. And Deidre is, has been a, a true added blessing to our uh, program with all the uh, background of mentoring that she has. Uh, that she knows how to develop uh, these plans for the clients uh, to help them. And we've seen many families be reunited because uh, we are faith-based and we do share Jesus and we pray with them. And we see a lot of healing happen as a result of having the freedom to share that. That's good. That's excellent. So um, you've had a lot of great successes, you know, with the Trotter House and different pregnancy resource centers in different areas in Austin. But You've also had success with mobile pregnancy centers. Can you explain what those are? Yes, we were blessed uh, to be able to have a mobile several years ago, and that really just enables us to go into areas that maybe there's no pregnancy center available, but we can bring the pregnancy center to them. It's actually a pregnancy center on wheels. So everything we do at the pregnancy center, we can do on the mobile and take it, you know, anywhere there's a need. And um, since we've been able to recently open in Cedar Park, which is where we were taking the mobile, we have now gifted our mobile to a center in West Texas, uh, in Haskell, where there are a lot of small uh, Texas towns out there, maybe 30 miles apart from each other. And they're now taking that same mobile we had to each one of the towns out in West Texas. So it's being used every day. Wow, that's really great. You know, it, I feel like that gives you a way to reach, you know, so many people um, where they either don't have centers or to just reach people who are, you know, I guess on the go or just passing by. That sounds really yes. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you mentioned the Cedar Park location. And so I know that you had 
a big ceremony this past weekend for that location. And even I think the Chamber of Commerce uh, even had a ribbon cutting ceremony. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, that location and kind of the support behind it and the festivities, you know, and celebrating, you know, the opening of that center? Yeah, that center has truly been a miracle. We have wanted to be there for a long time. And like I shared, we were taking our mobile there once a month. But the need is so great. Once a month on a mobile was just not uh, meeting the need. Mm -hmm. And so we were looking at how can the mobile be used to meet more need and how can we meet more need right there. And the door opened up for us to be able to go on campus at the Christian Resource Center, which is at the Twin Lakes Fellowship there across from the Y. And uh, so by being able then to gift our mobile, it's reaching people every day now instead of once a month. And now we're on campus, and we're able to offer all of our services there in Cedar Park. Uh, we did have huge uh, people number of support come out. Last Sunday was our dedication time, and we had pastors from all different denominations, and that was one thing that was discussed. We had over, I don't know, oh, probably 100, 150 people there for the prayer, the dedication time. And that's what one of the pastors talked about how all the different denominations had come together uh, for the cause of life and that God was pleased that uh, there was truly uh, one. We, were, we, we saw evidence of John 17, that as Jesus prayed that we would be one, we were one, and we are one, to reach out for the cause of life, the physical life. We do want to save the baby. But the way to save the baby is to reach the mom, is to show her she's not alone, that she has support, that we're her family, that we're never going to leave her. There's no end time in our program. Whenever they get well enough to be on their own, of course, you know, they can move on. But uh, what we've seen is they, they get to the point where they are self-sustaining, but they do stay in touch. Like one who was truly at the abortion facility right after we first opened and we've been open 15 years now, uh, came in to see us when that baby turned 13 because we helped save oh, wow. that baby by offering resources, paying rent, um, offering Christmas gifts to the children that year. Whatever the need was, we met that need, and now that baby's 13, and she's a straight-A student, and she's oh, wow. uh, reaching out to other friends to say, hey, I know about this, and she's involved with us. And so there's no cutoff time, but they're doing well. And so we're offering all of our services there. And what's neat about the Christian Resource Center there in Cedar Park is we are plugged in to a lot of other nonprofit programs right there at that campus. So uh, there's the Christian Women's Job Corps LifeBridge, and they're helping women to finish their GEDs or their education. They're helping them get good jobs. They have a career clothing bank there. They have a, a food pantry there. So all of our clients can participate in that if they need food, if they need clothing, um, if they need job, if they need to finish their education. They have a program called job, Gel to Jobs right there on the campus. They have two professional counselors right there, no charge to see the professional counselors. And we're in the middle of, of all of these services. There's a program that will teach them electrical. Uh, you can go through the training and receive a certificate to get a job as an electrician. Uh, there's an automotive program where you can learn how to become a mechanic. And when you finish the training, you have a certification to become, to be a mechanic, to find a job. And so 
lots of amazing support right there all in one place. And we're very excited. At the chamber, the ribbon cutting, we had over 75 community leaders, elected officials, Cedar Park Council, City Council, all supporting what we're doing. And so we're really excited to be there and to be able to offer help, healing, and hope. Wow, that's amazing. And that's beautiful that you had so many come to Get so many people come together, you know, for that cause and for the opening of that center. Uh, so we're in the 40 Days for Life, and I know a lot of our listeners here on the radio participate um, in the 40 Days for Life and the prayer requests that go with that, um, either through their church or just on their own. So what are ways people can pray for your efforts, either as part of 40 Days for Life or just in their personal prayer times? Yes, I love 40 Days for Life because that's how the the client I was just telling you about, uh, you know, 15 years ago, when she came out of the abortion facility because she didn't have enough money to pay for her abortion that day, when she came out, people were there on the sidewalk, and she went over to talk to them, and they directed, they prayed with her, and then they directed her to our center downtown, and that's what saved not only that baby but that mother's life as well. She was not alone after that, so I'm so grateful for the 40 days for life. Uh, How to pray for us? I would pray that God would open doors for um, people to know that our services are available, to draw the people into our centers for help, uh, that, uh, of course, the protection and the provision and the wisdom to continue to enlarge our territory. Uh, I thank the Lord that we do have a wonderfully unified, uh, life-affirming groups here uh, with our Austin Area Life Affirming Coalition. We have about 50 nonprofits that we all work together and meet together and pray together. I think that's vital in the work that we're doing. We must support and love and be there one for another. Absolutely. Well, I'll be praying for that and our listeners will be praying as well. Thank you so much, Lori, for coming on the radio today and just telling people about the wonderful work uh, that you and the Trotter House are doing. And we really appreciate what you're doing for women and to protect babies' lives. And thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. And thank you, Texas Values, for all that you do day in and day out. Uh, Texas Values was there for me uh, when we went through the lawsuit with the Austin City, uh, the city council there. And I just thank God that after four years, we won that lawsuit. And that lawsuit has helped other states, pregnancy centers in other states win their suits. So thank you for the hard work that you do. We really appreciate talking to Lori DeVillas, who's doing a lot of great things in the pro-life movement. Well, there are not just things happening in the pro-life movement at the local level, but there's a lot happening in the pro-life movement at the national level. And by that, I mean the Supreme Court. Up at the Supreme Court this week for oral arguments was... June Medical Services versus Russo, which is a very important case out of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Now, this case would make sure that uh, Louisiana laws would require that physicians who perform abortions have admitting privileges at local hospitals. And we're trying to see if that law conflicts with the Supreme Court's previous ruling in a case from coming from Texas that said that they didn't have to have those admitting privileges. Now, the reason why this is important, because despite what a lot of people on the pro-abortion movement try to say that abortion is a safe procedure, we know that abortion is not a safe procedure, that it can be very dangerous 
not just to the baby that it's taking, but actually to the woman. If you remember several years back, um, Kermit Gosnell, who is a really infamous abortionist, had a woman die, actually several women be injured um, in his abortion clinics. Uh, You have uh, a lot of cases in Louisiana where women have had terrible uh, effects of abortion. Um, And so that's why it's so important that they have admitting privileges. Actually, things were so bad in Louisiana that this bill was actually the bill that requires these privileges for physicians was actually carried by a female Democrat. Um, That just shows the severity of abortion and how dangerous it is and why we need these admitting privileges. But the effect of this law would hopefully close down a lot of abortion clinics that are not even willing to get these admitting privileges, which is what we saw in Texas when a similar law was in place. Uh, Of course, Texas Values actually signed on to an amicus brief supporting this case. Uh, So we hope to see good results um, at the Supreme Court from this case. The oral arguments are available to listen to today on the SCOTUS blog. And, you know, we at Texas Values just think allowing abortionists to perform highly dangerous and life-altering procedures on women um, without being able to provide necessary medical care at an emergency room or a hospital um, is just irresponsible and unjust. And so we firmly believe that this type of law in Louisiana would just be common sense regulation that ensures women's health and safety. So it's very important that we have this law in place, like I said, because, you know, these abortions are very dangerous procedures. And In effect, we know that some abortion clinics don't even want to actually follow these admitting privileges laws, either because the doctors aren't qualified or because there's just an apathy there because of the type of business that they're in. So hopefully there be good results in the Supreme Court case ruling. Uh, They had the oral arguments this week. Uh, Usually how the Supreme Court works, the decision will be probably later this summer. So please be on unaware of, you know, how this will turn out in the Supreme Court. Uh, However, because of the makeup of the Supreme Court, there is expectation that there will be good results at the Supreme Court for this particular case. Um, But you should also pay attention to what the person uh, is saying, you know, the person who actually passed this bill in Louisiana, she has a lot of great resources on why she wanted this bill passed past and why she's a pro-life Democrat. So please uh, check out information on that as well. Also, we had a big week in politics. Uh, It was Super Tuesday this week. I hope you went out to vote. Uh, If you've been paying attention to TXValuesAction.org, you know that there were endorsements on there, but there will be runoffs. There were several people who are, we're engaged in runoffs. And if you want to know who to vote for, of course, we've been promoting iVoterGuide uh, a lot. But please go to txvaluesaction.org because we have updated our website to show those runoffs. And you can learn more about who to vote for in those runoffs. Um, so that's txvaluesaction.org. Please pay attention to TX Values Action Facebook as well for any updates and TX Values Action Twitter. Uh, it's been a great week, uh, like I said, for the pro-life movement and for elections. Always make sure that you tune in to 
our resources, whether it's through our website, Facebook, Twitter, uh, so you can know more about what's going on um, and be educated on things that are happening in the faith, family, and freedom movement. Also, in order for us to do the work that we do, to do this radio station, um, to even keep you informed on candidates to vote for, to stand outside on Super Tuesday, or, you know, to actually look at legislation, the Texas legislature will be meeting uh, next year. In order for us to do all of this work, uh, it takes a lot of resources. So please do not hesitate to donate to this organization at txvalues.org. We always welcome uh, donations. Uh, So please uh, bless our organization at txvalues.org. We appreciate anything that you give. Uh, We're really Thankful that you're turning into the Texas Values Report. We hope that you enjoyed Lori DeVillez, and we hope that you check out June Medical. Please check out the June Medical case because it's a really important Supreme Court case that we hope will have a good, good precedent uh, in the pro-life movement. So please check that out, and please stay tuned to the runoffs that will be happening May 26th. And we'll be putting out more information about that. But otherwise, I hope you have an excellent weekend. And please thank you for tuning in to the Texas Values Report.